From the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. It's Tuesday, April 30th, 2019, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios on the ones and twos, our illustrious engineer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. All the way from Gatorland, Florida, Eddie Big Cat Koffeltz. Yes, so good to see you. And the family is back together, finally, from Nashville, Tennessee, author, speaker, podcaster, cowgirl extraordinaire, Annie F. Downs. Gents, I'm That's so glad to see you all. So good to see Here you, you all. guys. Quick, hey, b- just, before oh, we you get got going, sorry, go. Yeah, <laughs> before we get going, <laughs> and I want to tell you that today's show is brought to you by our partners at World Vision and the upcoming Global Six K for Water, which is happening this Saturday. It's not too late to sign up. The Global Six K for Water is a one-day event where people from all over the world walk and run six kilometers in their own neighborhoods to bring lasting clean water to children in need. Every step you take is one they won't have to. Now, why 6K? Uh, 6K is the average distance women and kids in the developing world walk for clean water. And World Vision is the number one provider of clean water in Africa. Number one builder of wells in Africa. No better organization to get behind. When you walk or run World Vision's Global 6K for Water, you provide life-changing clean water to one person in need through your registration fee. But you can raise a lot more than just that. So no matter where you walk or run, you'll be celebrating lives changed. Like I said, the event takes place this Saturday, May 4th. Our whole team at Relevant is running it, and we'd love for you to join us. Now, whether you're in Orlando or anywhere across the country, you can find a group, you can host a group uh, by going to worldvision6k.org. And if you actually want to come to Central Florida to run with us... Uh, you can go to worldvision6k.org slash relevant, which is our team page. There it's really lovely this time of year, actually. If you're ever going to run in Florida, this is the one month you want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. After May, <laughs> steer clear yeah. after, after this. But yeah, uh, yeah up, up from from October to May. Quite lovely. Hey, I, guys, I, I couldn't be more. Oh, go. I'm sorry. I, I just I, actually, I, you've sorry. been trying to insert something and I keep this needs to be important. I, Eddie's I, I, ready. Yeah, I want to hear hey, it. before before we continue with the show. I'm yeah. curious just by show of hands. How many of us have been to a communist country lately? Are we? Are, yeah. Emotionally or physically? How was it, man? Like you went to Cuba. This was like when the president goes to Iraq and doesn't tell anybody. And all of a sudden it's just like, boom. I mean, except I, I was on, a, except me and Chandler were on a cruise ship. I mean, it was, a, it's, it's a lot slower. Certainly. It's yeah. a, so, where we had theorized Cameron. I don't know. And I'm assuming you didn't listen to the podcast that I hosted too. No, I can't, I can't do it as, as long time listeners know if I'm not on the show, I can't listen because I don't want to know if it's way better without me or way worse without me. Either way, I don't want to know. I, I will say it was certainly on that spectrum. I will not tell you <laughs> it where was it certainly went. a show, <laughs> but it was on that spectrum. It was on, far end of it 
And I won't tell you which end. And you'll never find out. Oh you will never find out. But I speculated. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. I speculated. Just in case. When, when you were gone, that Chandler probably wouldn't be returning. That no. uh, he would, for some re- for reasons that are diplomatically very confusing, right. will be held by the Cuban government for the rest of his days. We're just glad you made it I back, just, I just pictured you guys. We thought getting, you were going to be a bargaining chip. Yeah, I pictured you guys getting off the boat and Chandler just donning a white fedora and saying, I've got business and walking away. <laughs> that was the end of I pictured, I pictured like a video of the, of, of the Castro who's now in charge, like smoking a cigar and addressing the people of the United States. And like, we have Chandler. And like, <laughs> you're just theirs now. He's Chandler. You belong to Cuba now. And we don't know why. We don't even you know what they're... You belong to they're, Cuba now. We don't know what they're even bargaining for. It's an even <laughs> trade. They have you. It's an even. Chandler, I always knew you were coming home. I just didn't Thanks. know if you were coming home by choice or by force, but I always right. knew you were coming home. Yeah, I, we either knew you were coming home uh, uh, by, uh, you know, that you would have snuck back on the cruise ship and, and not become property of the Cuban government or a SEAL team was going to come rescue you. But we knew you were going to come home eventually. So you went on a cruise with your family. How on earth yeah, my, did you do that? My, my parents, uh, my my parents uh, travel a lot. I mean, I, I think, you know, bucket list type stuff at this point in life. And we were at a family dinner a few months ago. And my mom mentioned that they were looking at going to uh, a trip that a uh, cruise that went to Havana. And I was like, what? I mean, that seems a little edgy for the strength. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I love it. And I was like, why? And she goes, actually, our family has longtime ties to Cuba. Don't you remember my parents, uh, who we call Big Mama and Big Daddy? Um, they got married. <laughs> I read and, about them. <laughs> they got married. And immediately after getting married at 18 years old, went to Havana and planted churches. And wow. I was like, I forgot that. It was before, obviously, the communist revolution and stuff. And uh, planted a couple of Assembly of God churches around the area. And my mom was like, I just, it's a place I've never been. It's a big part of our family's story. And I just want to see it. And so I was like, I'll go. And Chandler's sitting there at dinner. And by the time I said, I'll go, my mom's thinking, maybe this is a family trip. Maybe Chandler can come too. And so then he was like, all right, sure, I'll go. And so next thing, literally a day later, she booked the tickets. I mean, like we were, we were, she got a yes, she booked it. So um, we, we all went. It was great. Um, it was, it was interesting because our, our trip was the last trip before the government reseals the tourism aspect of it. Uh, they're wow. shutting off cruises and everything uh-uh. right oh, really? now. The, the first week in May right now, um, any cruises that were booked to stop in Havana are getting uh, new itineraries. That, there's no more American um, <laughs> tour groups or whatever allowed in, in Havana. So I picture I picture what almost transpired because it's all making sense now. I wondered why I had this weird, <laughs> weird premonition that Chandler would be left in Cuba for the rest of his days. And I can picture it now. It's like the cruise is like, hey, listen, everyone. Big diplomatic announcement. This is the last cruise out of Cuba. And if you're not yep. back on the boat by noon, <laughs> there's nothing we can do. Legally, there's nothing you can do. And it's like the, the last call. It's like the port of call. They're blowing the horn. Like your parents are on the deck of the of the ship. Chandler, where are you? He's, he's, he's been playing Pokemon Go. Dude, this he's is lost in Cuba. And legally, legally, we're not allowed. To, he's not allowed on back on that boat. He is persona non grata. He, he's, a, he's a man without a country. He's a he's he's he has no you know oh, yeah. he's no city he's a citizen Dude, of ex- no land. It's exactly like the Godfather when they celebrate Hyman Roth's birthday and they just got to get out of town. This is exactly oh. what it's like right yeah. now for everybody. It was there. the last. It was the last 
chopper out of Saigon, and wow. guess who got left? <laughs> wow. I mean, I mean, he would have had wow. that option. There's one, there's one little American outpost on the island, and that's on the other end of the island, Guantanamo Bay. That's American soil, and he could have made his way yeah. over there, jumped the it, fence. He would and have been like, fun. sure, if you want to go over there, you can. I mean, it's not, it's it's your place, but you gotta really think about this. <laughs> but again, once again, for some reason, Chandler, if you ended up in Gitmo, at some point, I don't know if that would be a big shock. I, I don't know what you would have gotten involved in, but all the cards are on the table. We're just glad you guys made it home. I'm riding high. I've been riding high ever since la- we last recorded and, yeah. and, and and I got to host and it was on the spectrum of horrible and great. Um, <laughs> I'm, well, I'm getting ready for this run coming up. You know, I'm flying in for the run. I'll be in Florida this week, the yeah. Thursday show. I'll be I'll be down there. I'll be, you know. I Cameron, I hope there's not a lot on the schedule meeting wise Thursday, Friday, because I've dedicated most of those days to stretching, carb loading, carb loading and stretching. Uh, I would just loaves and loaves of bread and just very, very deep stretches. Uh, My endorphins are running high. I I can't wait. The site's been cranking like a lot of people have come into the website lately. We got this new mag out. I'm, I'm a 10 out of 10 today, guys. A 10. Wow, out of 10. a 10 wow. out of 10. I will well, say this, though. I go to 12. And so, oh, okay, right. so it's not. Yeah. Well, we do have a great show coming up. Don't get too uh, excited. Coming up later, we talk to one of our favorite bands, Judah and the Lion. They join us. They have oh, a new I album love out. those guys. Yes. Oh, wow. They have a new album called Pep Talks. I do. It drops this week, and you'll hear all about it. Also, exclusively, you will hear about the brand new issue of Relevant. I can say this. It is our most <sighs> star-studded, A-list, packed issue we've ever published in 19 years. It's crazy. I, I yeah. will say this. Hands down, it is the most recent issue we have ever published. I can't. <laughs> no question. No, this is the newest one. <laughs> this, this is... I, I, I don't think I've ever been as proud of one. And we've done like a lot of great issues over the year. But this one, man, when 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 we got it back and you can see the all of the names that we got in. And the other thing, too, is it's not we're going to get names, into it. It's what they said. I mean, the That's conversations what I'm saying. Like, are the like... Cal- even, even this... Um, even this Judah in the line, you're going to hear because their new album drops this week. Um, but even, you know, we're just playing a little bit. But when you hear these guys story today, you're going to want to pick up the mag even just to hear the rest of this story, because everyone really opened up and got vulnerable, you yeah. know, from uh, from, you know, Steph Curry to Tony Hale. Like it, it is just packed. We're, we're really excited about some of the stories we get to tell this 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 go around. Awesome. Yeah. So that's coming yeah, up later. Awesome. Um, but moving the show along. It is time. I've been I've been missing. I mean, being on a boat for a week, I missed my news. And so I've been very much. <laughs> I'm sure forward. you did it. <laughs> and also, let's call this news really loosely. Yeah. And yeah. also, really, I know the three slices that are about to be presented. Just let's yeah. undersell and overdeliver here. Let's, okay. let's also as if Jesse's not bringing a twofer. This is for right. sure going to be four slices. I, I, I do have a twofer. Just, <laughs> I know but, you do, but, but here's the thing. I kind of feel like we're talking offline. I Cameron, it's, this is your call. I feel we mix it up. I almost feel like Annie should start us off oh. today. Oh, oh, I almost feel like just does she mix it also up. hold on, hold on. That, does that mean that she also gets the clip at the end of the show, the little blip at the very end of the credits? No, zero percent. Yes, no, yeah, zero percent. Listen. <laughs> Listen, you got to stay. You got to keep this thing fresh. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, there's no sacred so, cows so here. So, in the last on the last podcast of the year, there's going to be a uh, hundred or there's going to be ninety nine Jesse blah 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 blahs, and then one yes. little Annie stuck right in the middle. But of you it. can't plan it, Annie. You can't. You just have to let I, absurd, no. inappropriate things fly out of your mouth. 
Yeah, I'm just not quite the open fire hydrant that you are on these shows, but we'll hope for the best. All right. Well, let's let's maybe start off with you teeing off with slice with a slice, okay. and we'll right. see if you can carry the the torch all the way to Cameron, the end of this. You're gone oh, for one wow. week, and Jesse just puts on the cowboy hat Woo. and takes off. That well, he's joining you as a cowboy extraordinaire. I guess I don't know. That's right. All right, it is time for slices. What do you have, Annie? Well, thank you so much, Cameron. Okay, you guys, I have a question for y'all. When you get your hair cut, do you tell your hairdresser everything like women do? Is it the same kind of thing that the hairdressers uh, no. are the ones who know everything? No, the, the, the reason, and this is not a joke, this is total okay. truth. The reason I go to my barber is because we don't speak a you word. What would you <laughs> not like? A word. I would like a number three up top, <laughs> taper it down on the sides, and I don't want to see skin on the sides. That's what I say. She does it. We do not talk. She puts my little aftershave on the side of my hair and I walk. That's why I choose my barber. Oh, I am wow. chatting the entire time. I need. Annie. Yeah, I, I want to. I, I always ask him, what's the weirdest haircut you've given in the last two weeks? Yeah. <laughs> and let's not care. I want to know. I want to know. And you know what? They always have one. They always have a weird one that they're wanting to talk about. They're like, I'm so glad you asked about that. Being a good icebreaker with the barber. I like that. Yeah, That's good. I, this guy, he came in and he Cameron wanted for a sure talks tail. to his barber. No Look way. at his hair. He for sure talks well, to the person who cuts his zero. hair. Zero. I sit down. No. Zero? What do, you, they, what do you want to do today? I say, honestly, whatever you think will look good. That's what I say. Yeah. You do have and, hair. and then I pull out my phone and read Twitter. Yeah. And then uh, we're good. How? I'm telling you, Cameron and I, I, and the reason I knew this is because getting a haircut is like 20 minutes in an airplane. You usually can't mess with, like, you can't do too much. You're pretty 20 much minutes stuck. is also the difference between y'all and us. Yeah. yeah. But, you, but, the, but Cameron, I don't see how you read. Through, like one, I got the cape on when I'm in there. Yeah. And two, my, I, I'm not, I'm not looking down. They're jerking my head around trying to, trying to get me straight to, to you, you know, know what, I, I can't cool? look at the screen. I, this is why I love God. He gave us these two things called arms and they can bend in multiple directions and I can hold a phone in it up to the side and hold it up toward my face. And I don't have to like look down in my lap. It's wonderful. And that's These arm inventions are incredible. That's why you love him. <laughs> can I move forward with my slice before yeah, we but, but I do, Pastor I do, Cameron? But, but I do feel like this is would set up Cameron really good for a testimony at church. I just, you know, I was really thinking about all that God has done for me in yeah. my life. And yeah. just the, the, these two arms right here. I can just <laughs> swing it around Think like this. <laughs> we have opposable thumbs, people. Think about this. What an awesome God we serve. I can do that. I can, I can do the dance moves to YMCA. Uh, I can. Okay, I'm stepping in. Gorillas I'm stepping in and finishing my thumbs. slice. I'm stepping uh, in and finishing my slice. The reason I ask you is that pe- women and men who do women's hair, they know everybody's gossip. Mm-hmm. They literally know. Yeah. I mean, the girl who cuts my hair cuts about 10 of my friend's hairs, and she knows everything. Not good. Although, yeah, yeah, she knows although, everything. Although the girl who cut my hair last is actual f- real life friends with my brother and was telling me <laughs> stuff about him that I didn't know. That is Chandler, true. did you know that? <laughs> no, I haven't had a chance to tell him this yet. I mean, I knew I that she know. cut your hair, but I didn't. And, and the, the problem okay. is, is what, oh, what I understand having to chat with a person because maybe you're there for an hour, but why tell them that level of stuff? Like we chat with plenty of other people and don't tell them the depths of our soul. Yeah, but but it's it's, it's not <clears throat> it's the point that you're like sitting there in not just close physical proximity with another human being, which yeah. should be enough to spark conversation. <laughs> you know, like it should nope. be like if I'm but literally you're touching your bodies are touching 
the entire time. Where what? else on this earth? Okay, okay. Their hands what? are touching your head. Those that's bodily I contact. Your haircut goes real different than mine. Oh, oh, th- that, that's weird. There's, yeah, there's so, no hold on, hold on. body touching when I get time, my haircut. Time out. Jesse. Time out. So, so Annie, somehow Jesse, they. Th- is your barber sitting in your lap? Yeah. <laughs> that's so because the be person's done. hand wait, is wait, running it through your just scalp, it's called a salon. you tell them personal things. <laughs> Well, I don't understand. You guys didn't find your barber on Craigslist and they go to a weird bedroom in the back of their apartment. They sit in your lap and yeah, the nature of your relationship with your barber is does your barber look deeply into your eyes as he's putting his hands on your head? Yeah, I mean, we a lot of strange things happen. Yeah, Um, seriously. No, no, but I'm saying, Annie, is your head not a part of your body? What? That's the dumbest question. Okay, time out. Is she wearing latex gloves? No, her no, body. Her, is her hand, hand. Hold on. Are her hands part of her body, Annie? Have you ever gotten chills when you get your hair cut, <laughs> Annie? Are your barber's hands Jesse, attached her to hands, her body? Yes, her hands are attached to her body. Praise God! And, by the way, and those hands that are attached to her body are touching your head, which is that to your body. Do you consider like an avatar with this my person? Body? Do you consider my hair my body? It's like a fingernail. It's growing out of your body. It's not part yeah, of your body. Exactly. Exactly. It's a part of your stuff. body. It's, I don't think it's a part of your body, Jesse. I think it's coming. It's coming out of your body. You don't have nerve. Again. You don't have nerve endings. You, guys, you don't have like touch receptors in your hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah, think. But that doesn't mean it's not a part. You guys are about to tell me that hair isn't part of the body, and you're gonna, yeah. I'm about and, to say and, hair and, is and, not part of the body. This well, is you guys not, all if, sound if, insane. If she, you all if, sound. If I left a hair appointment and said, "Yeah, her body touched my body," everybody'd be like, "What?" what? Yeah, no, <laughs> she just touched my hair. Did yeah. you on find paper, her on, on paper, according to science, according to science, this your bodies are you, touching. This listen is how to you me. know it's crap. Just, just, no, <laughs> no, just listen. Just listen for a second. I well, feel like final call, Chandler. <laughs> well, it's dead cells. So I mean, it's yeah, dead, dead cells. What does that mean, Jesse? I mean, what does that mean, Chandler? I mean, it's like fingernails. Yes, it's, it's part of it. So, so are your fingernails. Your That's, fingernails yeah, are part of your body. Yeah, I, got, I get bad news Respectfully, for you. what has the show come to that we have to turn to Chandler for science advice? My point is this. I'm very social with someone in a circumstance where our bodies are touching for 20 minutes. And my we're going to We're not going to. I'm not going to be a weirdo and act like. That this isn't another okay. human being here. Uh, okay, okay, but I still, still, let's say that's true. What, what is the draw in you then? Because your bodies are touching to tell deep, dark secrets. <laughs> there are people that oh. are my friends that don't it's know intimate. that I've known for fifteen years that it, don't it, know about my life. I don't know. Jesse, it's just when you get a massage, are you just chit chatting the whole time? I don't do massages. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no, wait, I can't do wait, massages. Wait, y'all don't do massages? No, I can't no, figure it's horrible out. Horrible and weird. It. It's very I weird. I can't. You can't I'm figure it out. That. There's nothing. You don't have to figure anything out. No, there is a huge fundamental question that I can't figure out. Which <laughs> what is, is it? it's it's with the mas- the problem with the massage is who do I choose, a male or a female? Because right. I don't necessarily want some guys like big like old callousy huge mm. hands rubbing Pause, on my back yeah. but then yeah. again i'm not gonna be like oh well it'd be better to have a woman massaging me i'm like no i just i don't want that kind of touch by anyone so i'm out I, I can't th- do it i've had i i've had half of one massage and i i was done yes. wait wait you got it wait cameron i need you to tell this whole story you got up in the middle of massage well okay so as a i don't know so my dad my dad and mom love massages so it was in one Cuba. year many years ago as a gift my dad had this masseuse who comes to his house. Oh my gosh. Hired him to come to my house as a gift 
for like yeah. Christmas or birthday or something. You bed, can get yes. a massage. He shows up with the bed and everything. You know, the, whatever. <laughs> that's where you went wrong is yeah. go to your house. And, and you so, gotta go to their, like, so the guy goes into my bedroom and sets up this table and stuff. And then he says, I can come in there and I don't know what to do. See, that's, that's, that's so, weird. That's so awkward. Like, so I'm laying face down on the table. He's starting about five minutes in. I just said, you know what? Thank you so much. You're doing a great job. This just isn't for me. And I got up and left. <gasps> I don't blame you. You didn't really leave. Blame you were in your own home. So you just... I left the room so he could pack up. You know what I mean? I like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Listen, yeah. I don't blame you because to me, I'm not comfortable in the spa setting. And then, you know, there's too much tension. Right there's there's too much left unsaid. There's only one comfortable place there's to get a massage. There's too much left unsaid. <laughs> it's too weird. It's too weird. It's too weird. The, the dynamic is too odd. No. There's only one oh setting. Annie, I'm paying you to touch that, me. That's weird. Sorry. That, that, it, there's only one setting where it's objectively not weird. That's because there's a lot of witnesses around. <clears throat> Don't and say the mall. That's a mall massage. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only appropriate, it is the only appropriate right, place right to get in a front massage. of a Whole Foods, right as you're checking out. It's right by, no, right by the Orange Foods. Julius. Right, right. right in front of the Orange Julius. You yeah. know, you have your head in that little donut thing. Eyes are down. A lot of a lot of shoppers. Yeah, right there. It's not weird. Nothing weird is going to happen. Just, it's right. a very community. It's a community is, thing. Eddie, that is weird. I don't go to Whole Foods very often, but that's true. I always thought it was odd. There was a massage stand at the checkout. Yeah, they just and, uh, don't. There isn't in Nashville. We don't have that here. Yeah, we have mm. massage chairs in the front of most of the Whole Foods, and it's always like, no, oh, okay. I mean, I guess they okay. have the room, but it feels it, weird. I'm like buying like broccoli right now, and I'm watching a lady get her back rubbed. It's very yeah, weird. I was going to say, it seems like for, for reasons that I We're don't think anyone well. can can like, you know, really hone. It seems like the health department would have an issue with massages being conducted where food's being sold. I don't know why. <laughs> it just doesn't feel like two things. And we've talked about it before. It's like the eyebrow threading in the mall yeah, yeah. where there's flinging eyebrow hairs everywhere. Yeah. That doesn't seem appropriate either. Yeah. You're, like, you're walking by with your orange Julius. Next thing you know, you got an eyelash in there. Yeah, next I mean, thing you know, what is this? What is this? If this is an eyebrow hair, I'm going to freak out right now. You got those helicopter propellers just whipping them everywhere where they're flying the little drones around. It's not safe. Malls are getting weird, guys. Malls are getting real weird. If <laughs> you're getting desperate, they got to make some money. All right, what do you have, Annie? Ah, really? Back to the slice. Thank yeah, you so it. much. You're the one that asked a question. That you was your. That was your that. Sorry, that was a huge sorry slice for you. You just got to start answer. reading. This is why Jesse kicks it off. Okay, um, you guys. Uh, last week, the Pope invited all these hairdressers and hairstylists and beauticians to the Vatican. Makes sense. And while he was there, his like warning to them was to stop gossiping, <laughs> was to not, not let gossip be a part of what is going on. And my main question is, why did he invite a bunch of hairdressers? Like, why is does he invite a different uh, profession every Monday or something? I don't know. But he told them to all um, to act righteous in their job and to not let gossip continue. <laughs> I, oh, I, you, know, you know what I here's what I here's what I want to think happened, Annie. The Pope is getting his trim, his his yeah. trim, and the 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 Vatican barber is just gossiping about the bishops. And he's like, This is far enough. I want all the Catholic beauticians to the uh -huh. Vatican to have uh -huh. a summit about gossip because that seemed like what happened there. He just invited global Catholic hairdressers to the Vatican to admonish them about You're gossip. Probably right. That's I mean, that's got to be the only solution, right? Is that you just he needs that. I don't know. I think it's very weird. Hold on. The last sentence, Isn't Jesse, the, the last weirdest? sentence was your favorite, too, right? Yeah. He said the co the cosmetologist should be guided by their patron saint, 
Peruvian Martino de Porres, oh, yeah. a 16th, 16th century barber surgeon, that's body to body, surgery is, <laughs> whose miracles included levitation, being in two places at once, uh-huh. instant cure, and an ability to communicate with animals. That was a Renaissance man. That is wow. the coolest thing I've ever <laughs> heard of. Like, this this slice took I a hard agree. pivot. It took a hard pivot from <laughs> the Pope to inviting Harry. Okay, this is how weird this slice is, Annie. Let's unpack this for a minute. The Pope invites hairdressers to the Vatican. Right. Yeah. When he has them there... He, yeah. he admonishes them for gossiping. Right. Right. He then <laughs> unveils a pope, which uh, a saint, which I've never heard of, who no, had the power. But we're not face- Catholic either, to be fair. Yeah. But at the same time, this makes me want to become Catholic because, you know, in my in, in the faith I was raised in, I didn't have any I don't have any heroes of the faith who could communicate with animals, teleport. And what right. was the other one? What was the uh, other one? Communicate with animals, teleport, and levitate. Uh, be in two places at once, and not teleport. He could be in two places at once. He could levitate, and there are an instant cures. Which the instant cures one, God heals people. That's real. I'm down yeah. with that one. Communicate with animals. Can't be sure of two places at once. I wish my Enneagram Seven always wants to be in two places at once. <laughs> if, I, if I'm there, I just well, wonder how all of those superpowers intersect with being a surgeon and hair cutter. Like, is it just having a two barber shops, or are you in two hospitals at one time? That, well, well that, that's yeah. Well, that's a thing. Like that, it seems like the post burying the lead with a with a hairdresser. So it's like, right. okay, right. I need to Don't tell you gossip. about this person. Don't gossip. Right. Be more like this guy who, by the way, could communicate with animals, could levitate, and right. we're pretty sure could teleport. He was into right. play. We don't know how he did it. It's like, you're telling me how to gossip and those are the cards <laughs> that are on the table? Like, I communicate with animals? Like, right. <laughs> if you want me to be like that guy, don't tell me not to gossip. Tell me how to talk to animals, Dr. <laughs> Doolittle. Yeah. It's incredible. I'm glad I, you know, when is, when is like Russell Moore and the Southern Baptist going to call the hairdressers and address <laughs> these things? Like, when are the Protestants going to have their moment? When are the Protestant <laughs> salon workers going to have their right. moment in the sun right. with a faith leader? It just seems like the Catholics are two steps out of the Protestants right now. And wow. I think it's only fair. I do want to confess because people talk to us a lot about Jesse being a slice czar that he never really likes my slices, that Jesse gave me this slice. It is a very good slice, and Jesse is the best at finding them. So I just want to confess that to the world. Thank you. And you can say it one more time if you'd like. Credit where credit is due. All right. What do you have, Jesse? Okay. I have, I do have a twofer. And I'm going to start. One one of these is is serious. One of them, you know, we can discuss for a minute. But the other one I'm going to start with is, is ridiculous. And... It's terrifying me, and, I, and I've thought about this a lot since I first stumbled upon it. So some fishermen in Norway were doing their thing, fishing, which is what they do, on their boat, and they hear something rubbing up against the bottom of the boat. Okay, It was their hairdresser, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Do they immediately have to tell it its secrets? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the hairdresser swam out to meet them and being like, so did you hear what happened with Carol? Yeah, it was a really chatty, chatty Kathy. Um, no, so they hear something Bravo. rubbing. They hear something <laughs> rubbing up against the bottom of the boat. Like, what the heck's going on here? They look down, and it is it, it, because it's like it doesn't seem like something bumping it. Like it's definitely like a, a, a strange rubbing sound. So they go down. They they they, they look out overboard. It is a giant beluga whale. 
You guys are familiar with beluga whales. Oh my whales. gosh, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So beluga whales are hilarious. They and tasty. Uh, they're very large white whales. They have a big. I'm describing it for people who don't know what they look right. like. Yeah, please they describe a like, beluga whale. Yeah, because I feel like you're about to describe a whale shark, but go for it. No, no. And so imagine like a, it looks like a, a whale. helmet. It's like it's like a bigger dolphin, right? <laughs> but it's all white. And, yeah. and and it doesn't have like yeah. the little little snout thing. Right. It's just a round, hilarious face. Like <laughs> it looks like the whale was was gonna God like made a whale and he was gonna keep it going longer and then just decided now nah, we'll just make the face right there. It's just a big nub right. face. Right. It's like I it's like the face is a nub. Right. He got a, he got a call. Aww. He just left the work. He, he stopped so paying attention. He's like, like do the beluga. He's like, all right, now I just got to design the head. He's like, now nah, we're done here. We'll just lop it off right there. Just the big put eyes and a brain yeah. right there. They're fine. Now <laughs> so that's what it looks like. And the other thing, too, I because after the slice, I, I thought about this so much. I started like I did like a deep dive on Google image searches of beluga whales. They never are not smiling. They have this big, dumb beluga beluga grin on their face all the time. They're hilarious and adorable. I saw one picture had a funny hat. There was a beluga whale with like a little like French hat at a pool. And I don't know why it didn't explain yeah. in the story. It was just like, this is the stock photo of a beluga whale. Sometimes they wear funny hats. They are delightful animals that look big and dumb. They always have this big, dumb grin on their face. Okay. So they go and there's like, okay, the smiling beluga whale rubbing himself on the, on the bottom of the boat. So they're like, we got to check this thing out. Check this thing out. That's when they noticed this beluga whale had a harness on it, a very large, what? elaborate harness. And on, oh, I can't wait on the harness, it said Equipment St. Petersburg written on it. And it had on the harness a very large mount for some piece of equipment. Dude, is this like a spy whale? Listen, oh my gosh, listen, I hope it's a spy listen. whale. I hope it's a spy whale. It is either a mount for some sort of camera or a weapon. Because if you see a big dumb beluga whale f- swimming at you with that grin, I you're like, the hey, come here, buddy. A beluga whale dumb. You don't know. That's true. You don't. I know. mean, they're not. You hey, don't know his SAT scores. Hey, Go listen. Ahead. I mean, listen, they, I, they allow I themselves many, to be harnessed. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you. That was giving me my point. How smart can you be? You got harnessed. Okay. <laughs> allow themselves to be harnessed, Edward. Yeah. So, like, last like, thing you want to see is a big, hey, buddy, a big goofy beluga whale with a gun mounted on its head. Okay. So, there, there's a mount, there's a harness, and uh, uh, they, you know, property of St. Petersburg. So, what they, this is the headline, uh, and this is Associated Press headline Beluga whale with Russian harness raises alarm in Norway. So people in Norway, like this is going around, start freaking out because what intelligence officials believe is that somehow Russia has harnessed the power of the beluga. They are weaponizing beluga whales. So what they believe is that this whale actually escaped from some kind of Russian military training compound, got out to the open seas. And here's the thing. It is, uh, it's trained. It's tame. The reason he started rubbing the bottom of the boat is because he was asking for food. They, <gasps> they said like he came to the service, opened his mouth and like doesn't hunt. This beluga doesn't hunt. He's trained to ask people for food. So the implication is Russia having already done what they've done with our social, you know, uh, you know, we've, we've read the Mueller report. You know what he forgot to mention? They're weaponizing beluga whales over there. Dude, they, I, they, <laughs> I'm not seriously, though. There was Are a you whole, sure? Maybe that was redacted. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Oh sure. yeah. We wonder. We wonder what all those redacted <laughs> pages were. It was worse than we could possibly imagine. <laughs> right. Like, it's weaponized animals in those big paragraphs. Listen but, on. <laughs> listen on the on that spectrum, collusion for for social media ads doesn't seem like that big a deal if they're weaponizing right. whales over there. That's you know? right. But but that's exactly. But right. for real, there was a sixty minutes uh, story last night about how Norway is like the epicenter of NATO training right now for a possible Russia invasion because the very northern tip of Norway and the very northwestern tip of Russia actually connect, and it's like Norway's primary job is not to defend against an attack, but to constantly be surveying uh, like all of their nuclear arsenal and everything so i just feel like this whale is russia going like you know what we should do that would be hilarious there they've totally found all of our super secret quiet uh you know what submarines let's just put a harness on one of these dumb whales and they're gonna freak out for two or three weeks about it and at the same time we're gonna get a lot of other good work done well yeah you know, they, they, all the, all the, like, yeah what, what, what we're gonna we're gonna go hack the 2020 election and as a big diversion we're gonna put a bunch of guns on beluga whales and just you know swim them out to norway no but it too i gotta think the scientists were thinking like you know it'd be hilarious they're out there the world's freaking out about us they the yeah. world's everyone's worried about russia right now and they got this training compound out in norway let's find the cutest dumbest animal ever and put a big harness on it and just yeah i'm so they're, offended you just keep assuming he's the dumbest animal or she it, Hey, listen, listen, Annie. Lots if you, of animals get harnessed. That doesn't have anything to do with their mental capacity. Do they voluntarily wear funny hats? Then you explain to me how that showed up in the Google image search, Annie. It's a beluga whale wearing a hat. Okay? No animal, no dignified animal is wearing a funny French hat. Okay? It looks like, it looks like he I mean, was eating monkeys baguettes. do it when they... He said dignified, Open the box. He said dignified. I said dignified. They have no dignified. The, the, you see monkeys walk, walking around in diapers, Annie. You think that's... <laughs> okay. Okay. They got no problem with that. They got no problem with that. No, but I, but I do think it's concerning. I do. Eddie, Eddie, are you concerned 100%. about this, Beluga Whale? I, I got I to say, Annie, I'm sorry. I, I, I think you might have a point. The evidence suggests that, at the very least, there is a chance that Beluga Whales are intelligent, have desires, and are self-aware. They cannot prove that they do not have emotions or intelligence, yet they are... Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they're not... Not smart. There's a payoff. There's, you guys know this. Every, there, there's a reason everybody does what they do. They're getting something out of it. The beluga whale's getting something yeah. out of it. Well, Food, friendship. Maybe they're just really know. vicious. Maybe they're like, hey, this smile. Hey, we've been wanting to take out humans yeah. for a while. I got to say. And the Russians the, are the first ones giving us a chance. If that's the yeah. last thing you see, though, if you're in a sub and you're looking out the front window and a big smiley beluga comes up and you're like, this thing's got a gigantic cannon on its back. But darn it, if it, it does not have such a lovely little smile. This is this is an adorable way to go. It's yeah. an adorable way to go. Everybody's like, got to go somehow. This is my time. Like, it's like being assassinated by a koala bear. Like, oh, it's a real right. bummer. Oh my God. You got assassinated, right. but I'll say this. Oh my God. Uh, koala is just what a the cutest thing. I feel like I just <laughs> hug him. Okay. <laughs> I, you know what? Maybe I should skip the duver because it's gotten serious and I feel like, you know, we, yeah. we don't have to get, I, I feel like tonally it would be inappropriate right now. So oh, I'll save that ooh. for next save week. Save it for next week. Wow. Yeah, I'll save that same. for next week. What mean, do you have, Eddie? I, I feel like talking about. Listen to Cameron. What do you got, Eddie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Go ahead. Yeah. He's so, back. 
Jack, he has a tan and he's bossy. I bring Damn this. I bring this slice yearly. It's not the most overly interesting, but I think that I it is. A pub- it. I think it's a public service. So uh, every year, Merriam-Webster, different dictionaries add brand new words, 640 new words this year to the Merriam-Webster dictionary. And some here are some of the highlights. Um, uh, the, the most notable is that there's a lot of new meanings for old words. For example, a word that I use constantly is the word snowflake. Have you guys ever used the word snowflake? Oh, yeah. Jesse yeah. does it every week. Really? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Snowflake. Oh. Yeah. Well, you you know, like the origins of it, like, you, you know, every snowflake is unique. Right. And, you know, it's sort of like a play on like the generation that everyone got told, oh, you're so special. That's right. You know, you're. Yeah. So, so that, that it, meaning- but it's kind of used as like a disparaging comment for people who yes. are like sensitive or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that meaning has been updated. Purple is extending to you want to guess what purple might mean? Purple, the color? Yeah, especially as we move into election season. That's a little hint. Oh, like Uh, centrist? Yeah, Yeah. geographical areas where Democrats and Republicans are in equal number. So they're calling some of the states maybe considered purple states. Um, There Hmm. are some new compound words. There's science and medicine, but that's mostly for nerds. Let's get to the um, business (laughs) one. Um, Gig economy. Oh, yeah. Do we know what that means? I don't. The I never, entirety uh, of Nashville is yeah. based on a gig economy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like it's temporary freelance jobs yeah. and stuff, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, well, like yeah. one night gigs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's gigs. like those really gossipy, big mouth uh, freelance haircutters that are just going around spreading dirt around town. <laughs> yeah. Gigging, gigging it up. Yeah, they're gigging it up. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, from entertainment bottle episode. It's oh, yeah. A, yeah, that's good. An inexpensive From entertainment bottle episode. It's, for, it's an, a word about entertainment. And the word is it's a compound word bottle episode. Yeah. So no, so so like in the era of Prestige TV where everything is sort of kind of serialized. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like alone. like uh-huh. Breaking Bad, like you don't just watch a random episode. You know what I mean? Because right. it wouldn't make any sense. But occasionally they'll do what they call bottle episodes, which are episodes that do stand alone. So like. For Breaking Bad, the one where the fly got caught in the lab, for example, or yeah. if there's like an episode of The Office that doesn't really have to do with the side plot of like layoffs and stuff. It's like a standalone. Mm-hmm. They call them bottle up. And they're typically done because they're they, they need to give the writing staff a break. So they have one person just write this random bottle episode and they insert it and it gives the writing staff an extra week. And also it's cheaper. It's cheaper because it's usually in just one setting. So it kind of like helps the budget, helps the timing. And then of course, EGOT we've known what that is, but that's like in the very first time I ever heard it was on 30 rock was when Tracy Jordan wanted to get EGOT. Yeah. Um, right. But you know, everybody knows what it is. It's when you get an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar and Tony and somebody John Legend has it. Yep. John yeah, Legend has does. a lot. Uh, but there was there's apparently a new one that's like you add Peabody Award to it. And somebody is oh. on the way to get the get that. A P-Got. I, a P-Got. Yeah. And I forget. I forget who it is. But that's one of the things that makes me most proud of um, Athens, Georgia. That It's the home of the Peabody Award. Oh, really? I don't really even yeah. know what the Peabody Award is. It's just a it's show. It's a journalism my... award. So oh, are right. we saying it wrong? Do we have to say it with a twang? Oh yeah, Peabody. <laughs> Peabody. I got my Peabody. My Peabody. I don't care how you my say pe- it. It matters. My Peabody. My Peabody. Hey, my you can mock it now, but if you won one, you'd be tweeting it every thirty-five seconds. So I will, I will say it's just it not a, a great. It's, it's it does. It's not a cool sounding award. It's not a cool it sounding. Is, like, oh, he's got a Peabody. Is. Yeah, you said I mean, the word P. You yeah. did say P. <laughs> so anyhow, that's my slice yearly update. All of you are special snowflakes in my heart. 
<laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, well, that'll do it for Sices. Stay tuned. Up next, Judah and the Lion join us. You keep your head up, keep your pride up. Two fits in the tantrums. The song is Don't Ever Let Him. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Boy Pablo with Feeling Lonely. Judah and the Lion is an indie rock outfit hailing from Nashville, Tennessee. And on their latest album, Pep Talks, the band offers an intimate look at what it's like surviving a family crisis. Featuring collaborations with rapper John Bellion, former Mute Math artist um, or drummer Darren King, and singer Casey Musgraves. The album pushes genre boundaries as it tackles intimate personal themes. Uh, We spoke to Judah and Nate from the band about the album. Jesse, uh, tell us about it. Yeah, so I was really kind of eager to talk about this album. Annie, you're you're a fan of the band, correct? Yes, I love them, and they they're dudes that live here in my world. So yeah, yeah. And so I, you know, I the, the album's called Pack Talks, and um, uh, you know, there's a lot of references to like therapy and counseling, and um, you know, I, I wanted to kind of dig into you know, what was kind of the story that inspired this? Because it's really heavy. Um, And I talked to their front man, Judah, who, you know, they they had this big album a few years ago. They're out on tour. You know, they had the song Take It All Back, which was sort of this unexpected top 40 hit. And they're experiencing a lot of success. But back home, his... his parents, uh, who, you know, um, he was very close to started going through a divorce and his mom started struggling with alcoholism. At the same time, he had an aunt that overdosed. And so he's experiencing all these, um, you know, professional highs, but it's really going through some personal lows. And so he looked at music as a way of being able to kind of talk about this really difficult stuff. And, and, you know, he, he talked in the interview about why that, you know, was an unnatural thing, but something he wanted to work through. Here's, here's what he had to say. I'm kind of like a natural bottler. I bottle things up a lot and then I'll have, you know, one, you know, especially as a kid would be like just one spot of just being angry or, you know, um, have a night where I'm just bawling, crying, where all these emotions kind of come up and, and music for me has always been a good way to kind of express what I, I'm feeling at the time and almost kind of help me process what's going on. And, and definitely with these songs, it kind of helps me uh, get, get through that. So, you know, uh, it's one thing to talk, you know, on like a musical level to be able to express that. But, you know, he he said that, you know, all of this kind of came to a head when he was actually talking with a counselor and Mm -hmm. he had never gone to counseling. But, his you know, his family's going through this trauma. And so he goes to meet with a counselor and and he's talking through what it's like seeing his mother struggle with addiction. And, you know, his parents go through this divorce and losing a family member and all this bad stuff happening. And, uh, you know, he said it was something interesting happened The the counselor uh, said that your expression hasn't changed. You're, you're, you're telling me all this stuff, but the look on your face hasn't changed. And it's like, you're still outside of music. You're not being honest with yourself. Mm. And after getting called out by a counselor and realizing that even through his music, he's venting, but not really being honest with about, um, emotions. It really kind of gave a little bit of inspiration to this album, uh, uh, to really open up and to encourage listeners to, 
uh, be vulnerable. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, he's talking about how his desire is to help people to be honest and help people in seasons of depression and, and anxiety and difficult seasons in life. Here's here's what he said. He kind of called me on it. He was like, you know, um, he, he's he's very into like poetry. And he said this poem, he said, um, you know, underneath every peaceful current, there's a strong undertow. And I just like opened up, like the floodgates kind of came rushing in. And it was just kind of this moment of like, I don't know, I felt like a lot of freedom in the fact that like, you know, all this stuff was happening around. And, and for the first time I was like, it, you know, it's, it's okay to feel these things and to process this, these things. And it's okay to like, essentially not, not be okay. Yeah. I feel like music that I'm listening to now, people are writing more truth about their own pain than they have in the past openly. Is that true? Or am I, am I, having off memories of other music. I think maybe they've been writing about it, but I think that the genre of writing is becoming more like accepted and, and appreciated and, and, and like uh, welcome, like maybe yeah. before all we've wanted was pop songs and general pleasantries, but we're starting to like have an appetite for uh, just real deep, hard truth, which right. is what they're doing. Yeah. It just feels like there is maybe it's, that everyone, it feels like my friends, everybody's just a little bit more in touch with their pain than, than and even a decade ago in my friendships. And music like what Judah and his guys are writing and, and this new album feels like it it's able to say things that I can't say mm. or I don't know how to say it like that. And so then you go like, hey, go listen to this because this is how I feel. <laughs> yeah. It, I I don't know if it, I think too. There's we're in kind of a cultural moment. I think it's a really positive thing. You know, everything from like the enneagram to kind of the prevalence of of counseling to just like a, a higher degree of awareness about mental health issues, yeah. where there's a greater degree of comfort in addressing serious stuff. And it's not like it doesn't make you weird or or you know weak to be able to to say that you need help. And I think that's why conversations like this are important. But also that's why art like this is important. You know, I, I, I so yesterday uh, on the uh, unedited podcast uh, I had Jamie Torkowski on, and um, we I asked him about this because his whole life or, or his career, sorry, has been focused on mental health and creating that conversation and stuff. And they've been going 13 years and imagine how different things are than when he first started. Like, well, it was, about- I remember it was shocking when we first heard about to write love on our arms. Like it was very much like, Oh my, I can't believe they're talking about this. This right. is so brave and it is still very brave, but it's, yeah. it's a lot less like, Oh, I see this is one of many great options for us to be able to engage. Like exactly like, you know, about, the interview yeah, we were just hearing, like, and- people are talking about it depression, suicide, mental health and stuff. Oh, and right. I asked him, I said, is it, do you see that like, because of, you know, efforts like what you guys are doing and others, like now it's just more accepted to be, to talk about it. Or is it that there's like, because of something in society shifting, there's more people struggling with mental health than they were 15, 20 years ago. Cause the rise of social media and so many other things that we didn't have to deal with 20 years ago, you know? And um, that's to me, the interesting conversation in this is like, it is awesome that there's art like this, the, you know, Jude and Lyons new album pep talks, you know, talking about these deeper issues. I, it makes me wonder though, are we dealing with new issues that mm. other generations didn't have to deal with? And that's why it's coming up so much in the art yeah. and stuff like that. I don't know. 
Well, and I think too, I think, you know, it'd be interesting for someone to do like a correlative study, but you, you do see a rise in self-harm. You do see a a rise in like, you know, drug abuse. And that seems Cameron to indicate that it's not just like a higher degree of acceptance and talking about it, but a higher degree in the the, the number of people that are actually dealing with this stuff. Well, when, When you look at the generational studies of like the younger generation, how, how such a small portion, you know, even have any connection to God or faith or hope that there's this pervasive hopelessness that they grew up under. Yeah, like the world, that's right. like the, there's, there's imminent threat of nuclear war. Always there's, you know, North Korea, whatever there's, there's violence around the world. There's disease around the world, the climate change. The world is dying before our very eyes, the political partisanship and hatred and bigotry that's pervasive in the country. They literally are growing up in a world where they feel hopeless and then they don't have the actual hope, you know, the capital H hope of yeah. eternity, you know, that, that, you know, was more, more a part of our society you know, in previous yeah. generations, you know, and it's like, so there isn't this thing of like, it'll get better. There's like, there's not that overarching hope. And I'm just wondering if that's a big part of what we're seeing right now. Yeah. I, I think that that's a huge part of it, you know, yeah, because I mean, too. that's, you know, I mean, Jesus literally says he's the Prince of peace, you know, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and a lot of this, a lot of this stuff disrupts personal peace and, and creates anxiety. And then at the same time, you have these technological advances that, you know, there are, we're literally surrounded by devices whose entire job it is to vie for our attention. And, you know, whether it's, you know, Netflix or your phone or, or, or whatever, that's going to create anxiety. If you're always feeling pulled in a thousand directions by, you know, now inanimate forces that, you know, it's going to create issues. But, you know, one of the things, you know, Cameron, you're mentioning uh, the hope thing, uh, you know, the idea of, you know, hopefully pointing people to greater hope is, you you know, that's ultimately what, you know, Judo Judo was kind of saying that he wants this this album uh, to be and that he wants people to feel validated by it. And here's what he had to say about the idea of hope. No matter what you're going through, like your story, like matters so much. It doesn't matter who you who you are. Um, your story matters, but your story doesn't define you. Like at the end of the day, like you get to define your story and it's kind of like what you make of it. Um, and I, I think that, that hope, that hope side of, of what we're wanting to kind of, um, be out like our mantra as a band is, is definitely, um, is definitely what we're kind of trying to hit on with this record. It's it's interesting too. like one of the things I wanted to talk to them because there does seem to be like this real intentionality with this album to kind of point to to hope and, you know, address mental illness, address all these hard things, but point to hope. But, you know, what, what's interesting is, you know, they're looked at as a pretty mainstream band right now. You know, they have yeah. Casey Musgraves yeah. on the album, you know, one of their, you know, their sponsor, I think it's like by like a whiskey brand, you know, out of Nashville because they kind of have this, you know, but they actually started as a worship outfit at Belmont. They were a worship band before they decided to kind of... What's, um, a, what's a worship outfit? Is it like yeah. a robe or a flowy... <laughs> <laughs> it's well it's what the cool thing is it's it's like a hairdresser's gown uh-huh. um, um but it's kind of wizard like because you can talk to animals you oh. can levitate mm, it's, a, a it's very it's a worship outfit it's a powerful yeah. garment it's yeah. a power no that but they they, they did they did uh, uh worship music and um they kind of had an internal discussion uh at, you know early on about like what do they want their goal to be for their music and you know 
they're all pretty devout, but at the same time, those sort of, um, you know, blatant references to faith aren't really found in the music. It's kind of, you know, their music, you know, they're trying to position as more of an entry point into a conversation about a topic like hope, like you capital H hope, like you were talking about Cameron, but they, they've made the decision. They want their music to be more inclusive and that they hope that some of those conversations aren't just in the songs. Like they're not expecting their music to convert people, but they're, they're Christian guys and they want these to kind of lead to bigger conversations, whether it's with a collaboration with an artist like Casey Musgraves or just with fans who are reached by their music. Here's what Nate who plays mandolin and also uh, sings vocals in the band said about that. I mean, there still aren't any like overtly spiritual I don't know if overtly is the right word, but obviously spiritual songs on the record, the theme of hope. I think that's just what we've latched onto and attached to. It's we, I mean, tons of interviews on it, but just didn't want to be pigeonholed and only play for Christians. We yeah. wanted to make music that was available to everyone, but had themes of what faith means to us, just not punching anybody in the face with it. Yeah, um, And so I, I think there are some on this record that you, if you were to exclusively listen to, maybe would be like, I don't feel like this is that important or the words they're saying don't mean as much, but when you put in the context of the entire record and the story that's told and the songs that are definitely more anthemic and chanty and feel good to sing along with each other, but those are put there because of the context of where they sit in the record for needing a moment of not feeling alone. Um, But if you were to just hear that song, it might not make sense in that way, but so I think our whole sort of basis for the record is no matter what you're going through, good or bad, there's always a reason to move forward. And there's always a reason to have hope. Yeah. So it's a, it's, it, it's a album that I was really excited to not only for its release and, you know, I'm, I golden hour, Casey Musgraves album was one of my favorite of last year and oh, yeah. oh, their my collaboration gosh, her album. And when I heard their single that they released, I mean, now that single's been out a couple months, even though the album's just coming out this week. Um, I was really excited about this album and it didn't disappoint. I was also, it's, you know, in, in this job, you get to talk to a lot of cool artists and, and a lot of interesting people, but to have, uh, you know, people be kind of that vulnerable about their own personal stories, it's it's really refreshing and they're, you know, great dudes, but it's also a great album. It's out this week. There you go. Mm. All right. Well, that is Jude and Lion. Make sure to check out Pep Talks. Like you said, it, open, it drops this week. Stay tuned up next. We look at the brand new issue of Relevant. listening to SZA, The Weeknd, and Travis Scott. As long as power is power from that Game of Thrones soundtrack. Well, as we told you earlier in the show, this week marks a big moment for us here at Relevant. Issue 99 of Relevant Magazine releases. And if we do say so ourselves, it's the best one yet. Um, <laughs> we want to tell you all about it. And uh, joining us to help tell you all about it is our magazine senior editor tyler huckabee hey man hey hey fellas and because they have nothing to do with it we kicked annie and eddie off the show (laughs) Uh, but but stay tuned if you're annie in the annie and eddie camp because they'll come back for the next segment and uh 
you know, they got they got some hot beluga whale takes. coming. They up. really do. Uh, <laughs> offline, they've been talking some beluga stuff. I'm Sometime sure I think up. we should leave Annie and or Eddie in for one of these because they're the ones who could ask the questions that our readers might have. Like we're just going around patting each other on the back. You know, yeah, well, they're the ones who could be like, wait a minute. Why would you talk to that person? Then we can we can explain the whole thing to them. I disagree. We don't need to hear any more from them this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, OK, so the, the uh, May issue of Relevant. Um, it's an exciting uh, synergy because not only are we, you know, our 99th issue, we've been doing this for 16 and something years. Mm-hmm. Uh, in our timeline, uh, one, of the, one of the, you know, most influential thing that's happened in, uh, in the kind of lifespan of Relevant has been kind of the rise of the modern worship movement, specifically uh, our friends Hillsong United, who have yeah. been... Uh, doing this thing since 1999. This is their 20th year as a band. Uh, they released, on the day this issue comes out, last Friday, uh, they released their brand new album. And the story we do with them, we have uh, Hillsong United on the cover, and the story we do with them is in a like, shockingly vulnerable conversation yeah. with uh, Joel Houston and some of the other band members, but specifically Joel about the spiritual journey he's been on over the last few years. He really had a crisis of faith and um, opened up about it and how and talked about how that informed a lot of the writing and, and uh, process of this this record. Jesse, you talked to him. Yeah. And I, you know, it was one of those interviews. I mean, there was at one point during the interview where he kind of stopped himself and was like, I don't know if I should be saying this. And he's like, you know what? It needs to be said. And like, I think he's at a point, you know, they're obviously like you were saying, they're a global ministry, you know, like they have a lot of influence. And, but I feel like he kind of felt like this was an opportunity in the right time to be honest and vulnerable about some of the hard side of this and some of the real faith struggles that even people, at the high levels of kind of a, a global ministry and worship m- movement can 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 go through. And I think, you know, I know having the conversation and, and working on the story and then listening to the album, man, it was really moving. And it really, as like a, uh, just like kind of a, a, a normal everyday Christian that doesn't have, you know, a platform like they do, it was really encouraging to hear, you know, what, it's okay to kind of go through these seasons and struggles. It was incredibly uh, vulnerable uh, of Joel to kind of open up like that. Now, the last couple of uh, issue previews, we've this is where we would toss to a clip or something, but Joel was on our podcast on Friday and yeah. you heard some of that conversation, but you definitely don't want to miss this cover story. It's phenomenal. Um, also, in the issue, uh, one of our, you know, we, we alluded to this earlier in the show. This is maybe the most packed issue of A-listers mm-hmm. and any number of the features could have been the cover. And I felt like we put Hillsong on the cover intentionally and it says something about us and what we're about. Uh, but any number of these uh, f- you know, feature profiles could have carried a cover and in past y- years would have. Um, this issue is out the same week that Entertainment Weekly has Tony Hale on the cover. Tony Hale's in our magazine. Yeah. Uh, a very different conversation. Tony Hale, obviously, you know him as Buster from Arrested Development. He's on Veep. Um, he has a lot of stuff going on. He's also in the brand new uh, uh, Toy Story movie that's coming out this summer. He's the new character in that. Um, and he talks to us about his very strong faith journey. Yeah. And this was another one, too, where, um, you know, 
he really kind of opened up not only about, you know, his his faith, but also like his personal struggle with anxiety and how, you know, being in like this kind of high profile and, you know, look at the same time he is in the new toy story in the last season of Veep and Arrested Development. He also has a new Netflix children's show coming out in the fall. He's like one of the busiest guys in Hollywood. And obviously for someone who like struggles with anxiety and feeling kind of overwhelmed, you know, having all this stuff on your plate at one time is a huge contributing factor. But for him, it, pulled him back into faith in a new and a really encouraging way. And Cameron, we can actually let's we can go to a clip here of uh, Tony talking about, um, you know, kind of relying on his faith, even when life gets really stressful and complex. About five years ago, when I was, you know, thankful enough to um, get a nomination for an Emmy, which was like completely blew me away. I was very overwhelmed by it. And I remember this therapist I was working with telling me, I want you, because my, what I kind of wanted to do was check out a little bit because it was too overwhelming. And the this, this therapist really encouraged me to take it in. And like when I was there, look around, take deep breaths, tell myself, all right, this is where I am. This is where my wife and I are at. We're at the Emmys. This is very weird. This is what this feels like to really, you know, take it in. And because of that, Jesse, I actually remember it the most. And, and there's something about that um, trick that really helps you remember it. So it's just, for me, it's just really hard. So I have to just constantly remind myself to do it. I mean, even like now, like, you know, this is, I'm talking to you, we're having, I'm, you know, discussing in general, it's just stuff like that, like just to wake myself up. I'll keep it rolling with the A-listers, the possible okay. cover subjects that people could have carried the magazine. Uh, also in the magazine on the other end of the spectrum right now, it is the NBA playoffs. You might know that because Jesse and I talk about it on the show sometimes. Um, and one of the biggest stars on the national stage right now is a multi-time champion, former MVP, Mr. Steph Curry. Steph Curry is in the magazine. Yeah. Yeah. Steph, Steph is a, I know for like you guys, Steph is a very big deal. I don't follow sports quite as much as Cameron and Jesse do, but Jesse, I was curious. You were the one who, who kind of saw this, saw this interview through. I want to know, I want to interview you about that. Is it nerve wracking to talk to somebody at Steph, at Steph Curry's caliber? Well, I mean, the, the thing about what he's doing right now is like th there, there's a high level intentionality, like what he's doing, like off the court, which is he started this media company, Unanimous Media, and he is, you know, launching these kind of faith based family projects that, um, you know, they, they did like the movie Breakthrough. He's also involved in the new documentary about the shooting at uh, the historic black church in South Carolina a few years ago. Um, you know, he's they're doing like a putt putt game show and so you would think like this is well this is a wide ranging you know kind of topic here but really there is such intentionality of what he and his team is doing which is to bring uh, families together centered on conversations around faith and sports that it was actually you know I mean he was extremely articulate in his responses and extremely thoughtful 
definitely gave a a more substantive interview about some of these things. He's he's never come well, across like a shallow person or yeah, anything I was like, like that. Tyler, I what didn't were you expect expecting? That. I'm a dumb jerk. I mean, come no, on. No, no. I just thought hey, that it was not a, it, it was not the interview I expected. That's what I would say uh, from yeah. Steph. It was he went he took the questions that you asked Jesse, the conversation that you had with him, went a different direction that I probably would have assumed, and in a much more interesting one, a, so, a better one. So it was really challenging about your stereotypes about athletes, Tyler. <laughs> look, 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 as somebody who had a lot of, let's say, negative interactions with athletes in my youth. <laughs> hey, well, I will say this. Steph ended our interaction by stuffing me in a locker and and then giving Tyler a swirly. So yeah. it's, you know, we still... Yeah. We still that was the conversation the was good, direction. but he kept the brand alive. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, also in the issue, Rooney Mara, Oscar winner Rooney Mara is in the issue. She's the star of the new film Mary Magdalene, which we talked about last week on the podcast. Yeah. Um, she kind of, it shows a fresh perspective on Jesus. And uh, again, if you heard last week's podcast, we talked a lot about this film as she joined us and um, it was a powerful profile. So read it. Even if you heard last week's podcast, Rooney Mars there. Uh, Taraji P. Henson, you know her from Empire, you know her from countless award-winning films. Um, she's a, huge star in Hollywood. She's talking to us about her faith. This yeah. is the crazy thing is like these, you know, when these stars are out there promoting their new project, their new film, their new whatever, they're, you know, they're saying one thing in Entertainment Weekly or Variety. And then when they talk to Relevant, it's like, oh, I want to talk about Jesus yeah. and what he means to me. You know, it's like, it's amazing hearing her story. Yeah. Kind of relief for some of these people sometimes to talk about their faith instead of having to talk about their like weight loss regimen for the umpteenth time to Cosmo or something because these pe- these people have like really rich interior lives. Celebrities uh, like have a have a lot of thoughts about God just like all of us do. Uh, they just don't get asked about it very often. And uh, and I think Taraji's interview with us in this piece is uh, was particularly interesting because of how she talked about marrying her um, her talent, her ability on screen, her acting to the way she views God. Cameron, along those lines of like kind of unexpected conversations, like I know Cameron, you're a bachelor. You're a bachelor guy. You love it, right? Am Uh, I putting words in your mouth there? You are. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a bachelor guy. I I watch, I watch with morbid curiosity, like most of America. Hey, Fair enough. We hey Cameron, we read you yeah. loud and clear, and there's no shame in this game. Um, <laughs> but we had uh, you know Ben Higgins in in the issue, um, who's one of the bigger names in that whole universe. You know this former kind of bachelorette standout. And I I don't want I've never really I don't think I've seen a full episode. So like I you know I was reading the piece, and man, that really kind of pulled me in because I I didn't know a lot about that world. And now he's doing something cool with his platform. He's got this kind of um, this coffee company that gives back to communities in need in Central America. But he's also like using his platform as the bachelor to kind of challenge the way people think about, you know, reality TV in general. It was a fascinating conversation. I was really, uh, you guys know I'm a big fan of the Japanese house, uh, a quick rising indie band that that we've had our eye on at Relevant for a while. Uh, She, Amber Bain, who is the Japanese house, finally released her uh, first full length album, her debut full length uh, earlier this year. And I was able to talk to her and I was really, I'm really grateful to her for being as honest as she was with me about some of the issues that she struggled with, with her own mental health, um, with her issues with alcohol. She was willing to be really, really, really candid about those things and our conversation. And, uh, and I was, it was a, a difficult, a difficult conversation to navigate, and uh, and I hope that people will will be able to. I hope people can be a little bit encouraged by seeing that amount of honesty 
from somebody at her level in the mag. I, I also feel like she's just a great artist too. Like, and it's cool to hear. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. yeah. She's one of the people I'm most excited about right now in terms of me. I just think her music is so, so good. So loved getting to talk to her about that stuff. Let's hear a clip from her latest release. Cause I've looked within and I've read, but instead I keep focusing on just something I can get. Now I'm looking for something else. I found myself I'm someone. Okay, so the you know, obviously we heard earlier from Judah Lion, whose album releases today. Um, and you got to hear a little moments bit ago, literally, literally moments ago, it, it, moments it ago, was hitting all the, the, the music sites, but, um, you know, and it was fun to kind of like play a little bit of that interview about some of the inspiration behind the album, but I would encourage people to read the, the full story because I mean, what we talked about earlier really just scratches the surface of this insane and horrible, kind of two-year period that the that Judah from Judah and the Lion went through, how it challenges faith, how it challenges outlook on music. Um, it, it was it was a really emotional conversation. I mean, he's talking about the divorce of his parents and, you know, uh, addiction and a lot of heavy stuff. But I felt like, despite it all, and I know both of you guys have read the piece, it really came out on like kind of a re- redeeming, hopeful note. Mm-hmm. I thought the conversations with Judah were really good. Your conversations with the lion were a little hard to follow along with. Oh! But, I did, <laughs> but, but yeah. viscerally, the, very interesting I will say to this. just imagine you talking to a lion. I would say this. The, the, the transcriptionist botched my lion interview transcription. Not a lot made of in it because it was just G and R's, the tran- whole transcription, <laughs> just all caps. It was not not what I expected, but that's okay. You win some, you lose some. We also, to, to recap some of the other stuff in the issue, uh, there's a lot. I mean, we talked to Erin McManus about um, talking about how to live. Um, we, we, we talk about this is, you know, if you, if you are in your twenties and you attend a church and you have social media, you've invi- been invited to a party where <laughs> they might want to tell you about essential oils or leggings yeah. or, Hair products. Yeah. Um, and uh, we talk about that, how multi-level marketing schemes have found their easiest mark in churches, particularly with younger Christians. Um, we also talk about being in, you know, a, an adult and how do you engage like other members of your family when, you know, there's so much division today and partisanship and, and whatever. We call it a house divided Um yeah, that one was uh, was one that was was very very difficult because a lot of people uh, were willing to to talk to us about the difficult uh, times they've had with their family uh, in terms of political divides, religious divides, uh, uh, social issues that they feel like have not only been a, a tension point but have in some cases really torn their families apart and they don't even know how to be in the same room together. Uh, so navigating those stories is very very difficult. I'm sure many people listening here have had that same experience and talking to to a few people who have also found a way to make it through to the other side was very encouraging for me. Uh, I hope reading those stories will be encouraging for y'all too. We, yeah. we, uh, we also in the issue talked to Nate Bargatze, one of our favorite oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. comedians. We, uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, we have a lot of great stuff in uh, current relevant selects, highlight some of our favorite books and musics and albums coming out or uh, um, uh, DVDs coming out, movies coming out. And our last word is written by Jenny Allen. Um, yeah. A lot of people know Jenny Allen. She had a great last word. 
there's a lot in this issue. You don't want to miss it. Oh, we also have our, our summer reading guide yeah. where we highlight, we talk to a number of authors, our favorite books coming out for the summer, um, stuff you won't want to miss. There's, it, it, it's just a packed issue. Well, packed the other issue. thing too is, la- you know, last issue, I think it was last issue, we introduced deeper, like these kind of deeper kind of columns by thinkers. We have Al Mohler and Heather Avis too wrote in this issue. I mean, it is packed, you know, every page. Yep. You guys don't want to miss it. You can view the issue. If you don't have it, you can view the issue at relevantmagazine.com. You can actually flip through the digital edition there. But if you want to check out the paper edition, the print edition, the real thing, the real enchilada, I like to call it, uh, it's at newsstands nationwide. Most Barnes and Nobles have us. A lot of independent bookstores have us. Um, and obviously, you can subscribe. That's the best way to uh, keep the good times rolling. If you go to relevantmagazine.com uh, slash flash sale right now, we are doing a Special sale that only for a few days you can get the magazine for ten bucks, an mm. annual subscription for just ten bucks. Uh, we will lose money on it, so not too many of you go there. <laughs> Relevantmagazine.com slash flash sale. Uh, it's available now to celebrate the launch of our 99th issue. Yeah. Um, don't miss it. It's the uh, I don't know. I don't want to say the the end of an era, but we're doing something really special for issue 100 this summer. And, uh, and then we have some big plans for the fall and issue 101 and beyond. So uh, this is a big one for us. We're excited about it. We hope you like it. Go check out issue 99 of Relevant featuring Hillsong United on the cover and some of our best content yet. Go get it. Hey, thanks for joining us, Tyler. Great yep. job on the issue, man. We'll be back. Stay tuned up next. Eddie and Annie join us. Oh, I Maybe sometimes you wonder if the Bible still matters. Maybe sometimes you wonder if a personal relationship with God is really possible. You're not alone. That's why Ravi Zacharias put together The Logic of God. This devotional offers 52 profound readings explaining how and why Christianity, the Bible, and God are still relevant, essential, and life-altering. Not only does Zacharias lay these out in a weekly format, but he makes profound biblical truths easy to understand. Whether you're struggling with questions and doubts, confused, curious, or just want a clearer way to express your faith, the logic of God has answers that satisfy the heart and the mind. For a limited time, Relevant Podcast listeners can save 40% off the logic of God using code RELEVANT at bit.ly slash logpod1. Listening to Johnny Swim, song of souvenir from the brand new album. Go get it; it's great. All right. Well, normally, you know, we would have had a feedback segment. We would have had a listener of the week, that sort of thing, right here. But we did the new issue preview, which was much better. So, <laughs> I guess. objective and objective improvement. <laughs> Respectfully to all of you who yeah. just don't bring a magazine and don't write a magazine, yeah. it was a lot better than you. <laughs> Listen, snowflakes. Yeah. <laughs> every time, every time. Consider this a bottle episode. You know, the one yeah. where we just put a new issue preview in. The, uh, yeah. The listener feedback segment is sort of the beluga whale of segments. Yeah. And I is. think you understand what I'm saying. Just kind of dumb and happy. Just. Andy, what are your thoughts <laughs> about that? Just kind of floats I, around. Listen, I'm just so offended at how unkind y'all are about the thoughts of a beluga whale, but it's fine. Have you been to SeaWorld? 
There's yes, a, there's remember a, we recorded when I was in San Antonio. That's when I started being the cowgirl, and my friend Jenna Claire from Broadway sang to the whales. Remember? Yeah, no, and they yeah, nothing back. says sea life to me like a landlocked Texas town. San Antonio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did they even get the whales there? Yeah, in Florida we can lie to ourselves and think like, ah, maybe they were just captured forty-five minutes east, but you yeah. know it's still pretty landlocked where they're at. But you know, at your Sea World, it's a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah. They have to be flown by the time by they get there, they're hosing them down in the back of the semi truck. You know, by the time they get oh, there, they're, yeah. they're limping. They're they're barely clinging on to life. So, you know? Cameron, in your mind, yeah. This whale was transported from by this truck. glorious pod of of communal, family, yeah. intelligent, relational beast yeah. Yeah. in the Pacific Northwest, yeah. thrown in the back of a truck with some guy with like a, like a flatbed. Yeah. yeah, with like one of those little spray bottles that you no, use no, when you're ironing no, no, shirts. No, no. They, just they, they, they cool. put the, star, the cargo straps over the whale carcass, and then there's a guy with a hose <laughs> that that's a, oh. that he's got to like, like be spraying them. Following down. it in a fire truck, just hosing him down. <laughs> <all> the- <laughs> I'm reading hey. a National Geographic article and it says the bump on their dumb head is called a melon <laughs> and it's the key to the beluga's ability to echolocate. Wow. Yeah, they, they can feel sonic waves. I learned that at SeaWorld Florida. Neat. Listen, SeaWorld San Antonio was excellent. The The whale uh, trainers were very kind to us. Oh, yeah. The have whales you, love have it. Have you ever seen, yeah, have you ever gone into your, in your dark web escapades? Have you ever gone onto those websites that uh, people like uh, break into like closed or, or, or decommissioned amusement parks and they take yes. pictures and stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the Columbus, the Columbus, Ohio sea world. I saw that one. There, yeah. there was like briefly, there was one in Ohio Ooh. and it was like, it's just frozen in time. It was really creepy. Yeah. It's just yeah. a bunch of carcasses. I mean, y'all know that across the nation, all <laughs> yeah, the SeaWorlds are stopping having it. shows. You know that, right? Like, it's it's ending. We recognize that there are going to be listeners who are very offended we're even discussing this, but yeah. uh, all the shows are ending. And I want to oh. say to those listeners, thank you so much for your tweets. I do care <laughs> a lot. And, and if, <laughs> if someone is offended about us even mentioning whale shows, they're going to hate what I'm about to say next. Oh, and that gosh. is, I think we need to preemptively round up these belugas, <laughs> figure out what the heck's going on here. We may release uh, them one day. Right now, Russia they're too big of a threat. Did that. No, Russia too big of a already threat. preemptively collected up all we the need belugas. To round them up. We need to round them up, truck them to somewhere in the yeah. country <laughs> safe. We can talk yeah. to them. You know, figure out get a get a hairdresser, a Catholic hairdresser who can communicate with them, yep. and figure out what the heck's going on here. Right? Because when you teach a beluga whale a trick, yeah. it's smiling the whole time. Yeah. And so I'm telling you, that whale is fine. They're they love it. So I'm all gear. for their captivity. God has given them a permanent grin, and they will. The do beluga whatever whale's we closest. Them. The beluga whale's closest relative huh. is is uh, the narwhal. Oh, sure. Oh my gosh. The mythical narwhal, huh? It's Interesting. mythical. Are they mythical? No. I thought they were until that two years ago. I thought what? they and were too. But I, 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 I mean, still they're think they're mythical. Elf. You're telling me something I didn't know. It's so no. penguins. Anything so that's so are in, humans. Right, right, right. Anything that is in elf, you assume isn't re- right. real yeah. because of Santa Claus. But, yeah. but then there are penguins and Santa. Yeah. No, so a narwhal, there is real things. A narwhal yeah. is a real animal. It has that spiral unicorn horn on its head. And a lot of people don't know this. That horn has magic spiritual powers. Very Wait, cool. Wait, I do need to tell y'all a unicorn cool. story. Because the other day I was sure. at a friend's house with their kids. And the yeah. little kindergartner, we were talking about Noah and the Ark. And she said about unicorn, she said, you know, that was Noah's fault, right? <laughs> that they're gone. <laughs> what? Like Noah- he didn't let him on the, like he didn't let him on the Ark. <laughs> Or like, but she or whispered he, it. She put her hand in her mouth. She said, 
you know that's Noah's fault, right? <laughs> Unicorns well, are to extinct. be fair. To be fair, that's they do teach that at the Creation Museum. That yeah. is, that's on the mural <laughs> when you go there. And what actually happens much darker. Noah got very upset at the you know how the 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 unicorns were carrying on. He kicked them off the boat. It was a horrible yeah. thing to do. Yeah, there you no, go. I'm looking at so I'm looking at the narwhal right now. It is the unicorn of the sea. It's a yeah. pale colored porpoise found in the Arctic coastal waters and rivers. And that thing. That spike looks terrifying. Yeah. 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 It was the one left over from all the dinosaurs that just somehow made it because it was hanging out in the Arctic Circle. No. And it's just this crazy animal that I can't believe still yeah. exists. Uh, yeah. Eddie, have you seen a bird? Birds are left over from dinosaurs. Yeah. Alligators. Birds are left point. over. From- oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. That's true. But, but you got to think the Russians, if, they, if, this, if, the, if the narwhals are so closely related... I think it'd be much cooler to have a weaponized animal that already has a big horn. That's what I'm than, saying. It's like a know? bayonet from the old times. I mean, like, yeah, you already yeah. have a gun. Yeah. Why not put the a spear on the front of it? And they're all right. the way up there anyway. Russia's all the way up there. We're not going to have access to their nor- norwals. We we, yeah. we can get to beluga whales. We can most, get our own. Most people in this mm-hmm. country don't even believe norwals are real. You so. put you put a beluga whale, a, a weaponized <laughs> beluga whale against a weaponized norwal. <laughs> norwals winning. Yeah. Because wait, once wait, they, wait, 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 wait. A beluga whale versus a yeah. weaponized—is the beluga whale weaponized? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A weaponized yeah. beluga, a weaponized versus narwhal, a weaponized the narwhal narwhal has a cousin ten versus spike. cousin. The War of the Roses has a ten um, foot spike. It, I don't it, know who wins that. No, no, I'll tell you who. It's going to come down to just like all those great. Watch any action movie. These guys are the hero and the villain are armed to the teeth, and you know what always comes down to hand to hand combat. These guys mm. have lasers and jets and superpowers, whatever. They're always fist fighting at the end. If I'm, I'm in a fist fight, I'd rather have a huge horn on my face. I mean, these look. Hey, everybody who's listening, do yourself a favor and just Google image search Norwals. This is insane. They yeah. those spikes are terrifying. The beluga is able to swim backwards, which is kind of neat. I didn't How? know any do- <laughs> royals could do that. How could? Oh, see, they can I just assume. back up. They can back up and get away. That's important in car mm-hmm. chases. The one who can go backwards and spin around real quick and change direction always wins. I kind of would assume. I'm that. going beluga. I'm going weaponized beluga on this. Oh, unfortunately, Chandler? though, I, it's. Oh no, you're totally wrong. It's it's the, the narwhal has a big spike on its head. It's going to win. Without its spike, it's a beluga. With the spike, it wins. Here's my question, though. I'm a Norwal. I'm swimming around the ocean. There's fish all around. And how come there's no photos? I'm looking at all these underwater photos of Norwals. None of them have speared fish on their horn like a shish kebab. Like, how is that even possible? Can you imagine? Like, you're just swimming. And he then, must like, not be. But, he must not be. He must not treat it like a sword. No, but but that'd be a cruel mm. joke, Cameron, because it it it, it would be mm. a speared fish that would look like he could eat, but it's right dangling, literally a, a carrot and a stick situation. <laughs> I know, he's just that's... hungry all the time because he can't get it down his mouth because he's got it at the end of a spear. That's what I'm saying. What happens if they do get something stuck on their long spear? How do they get it off? It's God's God's. They help cruel, each other. God's or cruel it just joke. Disintegrates. Oh, no, no, no. Maybe that's it. Maybe the Norwal pod goes around. One is supposed to lead shish kebab mm-hmm. all the fish, and then he they go they pull over to the side, and the other ones come up and eat a nice little lunch off of his shish kebab. Yeah, you know everyone I mean? takes turns. It's a very communal experience for these yeah. whales. It's like Jesus uh, the feeding the, the loaves and the fishes. Everybody's just taking a little bit and passing it around. It, I, it's it's exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> it is precisely like the parable of Christ. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. Oh my gosh. I don't know why. I don't know why there aren't weaponized Norwals and we just don't know why. So we, up, we should round those up too. We should round them I've, up too. I, it's a really a missed opportunity. Yeah. yeah. So wow. there wow. we go. I don't know what you do mm-hmm. here. And here we yeah. are. <laughs> We've done exactly what we're supposed to do. This was an incredible podcast. <laughs> it was great. Well, many thanks to Judah and the Lion for joining us. Uh, their new album, Pep Talks, comes out this week. Uh, don't miss it. You can follow many them on Twitter. Many apologies to Judah and the Lion for being on this Norwal <laughs> beluga theme show. Follow them on Twitter nothing. at they Judah, knew what they were getting into. At Judah and the Lion. Um, also, thanks to World Vision for making the episode possible. Remember, the World Vision Global 6K for Water is this Saturday, May 4th, and our whole team is running it. And we'd love for you to run it with us. Whether you're here in Orlando uh, or across the country, you can go and search and find a group in your area or host a group by going to worldvision6k.org. It's a great Including cause. Including me in North California. Love it. Love it. So fun. Hey, if right now, if you love the relevant podcast, but you haven't gotten the magazine, we told you all about the brand new issue and we have a special deal for you to get it. We are running right now to announce the new issue, the 99th issue of relevant. We are doing a flash sale. You can get a year of relevant for only 10 bucks. It's our lowest price ever. You can head over to relevantmagazine.com slash flash sale exclusively at that URL. Uh, relevantmagazine.com slash flash sale. Go get it and you will get the new issue of Relevant. Uh, and if you um, want to check out the new issue online, you can view the issue at relevantmagazine.com. You don't want to miss it. There's a ton of great content. You heard all about it. All right. Well, on that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Jesse. I'm Jesse Carey. I, I'm going to tell you with my time, beluga whales have been known to mimic human speech. That's, <laughs> that's all I have to say. I would love to hear and that. And I'm Annie F. Downs. All right. We will see you on Friday. Have a great week, everyone. for listening to The Relevant Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out other shows from The Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe. get harnessed that doesn't have anything to do with their mental capacity relevant podcast network